Hello, everybody, and welcome to part two of Dante's Inferno. Hello, everybody. As I said before, we, we may have some weird formatting on this, and it turns out we went a little bit longer than we thought, so we split it into two. And since they didn't just disapparate over the course of the last hour and a half or so, Mike! Fire. Do, 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 do. I don't know what that Evidently. was. Apologies. Apologies. I, I, I don't either. Uh, Luke! Hi. I don't know how you're to follow that. You're both here. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so we're just going to touch a little bit on the story and what we thought about the story. Um, we touched on it pretty well over the course of the main episode, but, you know, whatevs. Um, personally, I don't have a lot to say about the story in terms of, you know, this is what the story is, this is what it isn't. I have a few interesting notes that I made uh, while playing it. So let's start with Luke or Mike. Which one do you guys want to jump in? Uh, just the story, like, as it sits. How do you guys think this feels for a video game story? Um, if you could allow me a... A, a little preamble here. <laughs> I would love to say that as a kid, I absolutely loved Where's Wally. Now, is, I think it's, is it called Where's Waldo in America? Yeah, it's Waldo right? here. So, so I had one where where Wally goes through all the different time periods and stuff, and, and the ones I really loved were like the gladiators and stuff like that. The other one I liked was like a it's like a Holy Wars one, <laughs> and it was basically. It was basically Dante's Inferno condensed into Where's Waldy Land. And it, <laughs> I would pay for that poster. Just saying. No, I, I know. We, we'd learn about I like, know the, the one you're on about, mate. and things yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah I, 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 had I absolutely this one, loved yeah. it. At school, it'd be like, you know, you'd be thinking about, oh, I could wear those robes and stuff and all oh, the chain mail and I wonder how a sword goes through it and things like that. And it, and that whole visual thing was always pretty cool. And and I, I was always I was always quite fascinated. It wasn't until I got sort of like into my teens where I realised it was all, you know, just complete bloodshed and and yeah, I think I think the fact that this takes on that whole Crusaders sort of thing sort of really really swayed me on on being invested in this story. So uh Can I can I, I completely... ask you guys a question? Yeah, sure. Sorry. Um so how are you guys taught to crusades out of curiosity? Are you taught Kind of like um, in America, how we treated like the Native Americans of like, look, this is a really dark past, but it's history. We should learn from it. Or do you guys not shade it at all on whether this was a good or a bad thing that they did? If, if I rewind a little bit, when I was reading Where's Wally, okay, <laughs> as, as a kid. <laughs> For the Americans, where's Waldo? <laughs> where's Waldo? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, initially it looked like they were all just the good guys and i was like going oh that's the that's the english flag oh i know that one and you know i was thinking oh this is the history and so, you know the, where's wally cuts it down to a very simple simple way <laughs> and um i had no idea i just thought they had cool looking cool looking suits there was there was absolutely i knew absolutely nothing of the history and it's like and and i don't know i think at school we sort of briefly tapped touched a bit on it but being sort of a catholic school we were also kind of you yeah know, you that's gotta be a touchy you want to distance yourself you distance yourself from any any real <laughs> real events of the past that could make you question your faith i guess so it's 
to me that's that's the way it felt like i mean you could look into it and you'd see you'd see the pictures and stuff of you know like a, well not pictures but you know, you know what i mean like the the illustrations and stuff and you'd be like oh my word what is this and and you could tell our, our re-teacher was a bit touchy with it sort of keeping his distance a bit going not sure if this is the right, right place and time to mention <laughs> things so, yeah it's always sort of like an unknown thing in a way a lot like like you know like i also said i was in, interested in like gladiators and rome and stuff like that and that was another thing where you, you get a very sort of rainbow-like picture initially and then sort of over time you sort of you know you find out about all the slavery and all kinds of, of you know all the all the murders just going on across the place it's like you know it paints it a completely different well more realistic way but you know, you, you find your balance between the two over time, and you know it does. It does veer a lot more towards the dark side, but yeah, okay. Because here, yeah. uh, America's um, school system is very America centric. We learn about American history, and oh yeah, there, there's some other countries out there, but you know the most important one is America. So you don't, unless you dig into it a lot, you don't really learn about the Crusades or how just fucking monstrous. They were uh, over here. Uh, over here, yeah. you learn about very America-centric stuff. Uh, Luke, what about you? Yeah, I've never been a big fan of history as such, so I dropped it. I don't know how it works with schools in America, but you, it's secondary school in Scotland. You you do everything for the first two years, and then you pick the classes that you want to oh, do. Oh, electives? For, yeah, for your exams. and Okay. You have for the when i was at school you had to pick between one or three which was modern studies geography or history and i picked modern studies so it's a bit more like politics and current ongoings over the other two so yeah mm -hmm. history's never really interested me and we were never taught as far as i'm aware about that sort of religious thing i went to a, a non-religious public school so um we did do like christian studies i don't think that's even a thing now uh, i mean it's probably been phased out for I, either for that or it's that just, I went to. just like theology in general yeah so i I, ha I literally have like no knowledge of of the crusades apart from like bits i've picked up from film uh, and as i say i'm not a big reader so it's not something indiana jones yeah, I was going to say the Pentanet Man. <laughs> <laughs> he went on the last crusade. That's all I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Only the okay. Pentanet Man will pass. <laughs> now, now th this can be cut out of um, the podcast, and I know it comes down to just personalities, but I find it amazing that uh, you guys live in countries that just, your history is so damn fascinating. And you're like, ah, ah, whatevs. I live in America where we're, you know, like 200 years old babies, and it's like, oh, man, I wish my country had cool history like that, but nah. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because um, I've been getting my house renovated, and I've been speaking to, the, like, the, the, the tradesmen I've gotten at the moment are Polish, and, like, they know so much about their own history, but the thing is, like, one of them went on holiday around Scotland, and this is, like, his third or fourth holiday around Scotland, and he's done, like, Edinburgh and Glasgow, and now he's and he's he's done the the west coast and he's been to Orkney and Shetland and then uh, the, this time he went over to Skye so that's like further up the west coast and like round the top of Scotland and back down to the northeast where we live 
uh, and he knows so much about the history and the Jacobites and all this stuff and he's like he's asking me all these questions like I know it (laughs) 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 you know he, he, he was saying to me he finds it amazing that like the local Scottish population they just know nothing and are not interested in the history of of our own country and it it didn't dawn it kind of dawned on me I'm like I actually know nothing about Scottish history (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's a bit weird isn't it yeah yeah it's it's I just find it strange that's all I mean I mean again like you know I'm I know very little about American history but I love Asian history so that's where I I think you just find something like oh this is really cool and it just clicks with the end if you know you're not into history then it just doesn't happen when I'm on holiday, though, I I do like going and visiting, like like ruins or <laughs> <I do the laughs> visiting same. history. I do the same. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I won't visit somewhere twenty minutes down the road, but I will go like two hours across a small Spanish island just to look at something. <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, both of you guys, Mike. This is more so. Both of you guys, even recent history. It's like you guys live close enough to like Normandy Beach. To take a day trip there and see it. Nah, nah, whatevs. I just find that fascinating, that's all. I'm, anyway. I live next door to Winston Churchill. And I know. I know. <laughs> Dude, it's Winston Churchill. Anyway. History aside, what were we talking Oh, the Crusades. There we go. Okay. Um, uh, Luke, you were about to give your overall thoughts on the story. Like, like how do you feel it works you did mention earlier that you thought there were some problems with it the, the story is the most fascinating part for me um but it just feels like and i think i i want to go watch the anime to confirm this but i think it's because the the cartoon has so much of the story and the game seems to miss it or uh, as i later found out if you speak to virgil multiple times he'll give you that story but i wasn't aware of that um so yeah like finding out what because from the get-go you're not quite sure what dante's done to to deserve going to hell Uh, i mean like there's there's obviously bits of it explained that he's he's been involved in quite a bloody war where many innocents have been punished or or murdered or or raped but um you're not quite sure how big his involvement in that and at the start you I thought he was perhaps, you know, kind of forced to do it against his will. But then later on, you find that he's he's kind of just gone insane. And um, I believe now yeah. we call that PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I I just don't think the game did a very good job of delivering it after maybe the first third of it of the game. Now here's something that um, while it was happening, I was explaining stuff to Abby, so I, I couldn't really rewatch it and I didn't feel like going on YouTube. I, I the one problem I have, well, among a couple, not one, but what 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 was the point of the sewing the tapestry on his chest in the beginning? Cause he wasn't dead yet, so he didn't know Beatrice was dead yet. So what was the point of that? Other than maybe letting uh Francesco take the blame? I didn't he was quite dead, I mean, though. Well, he did died he know in, at that point? No, 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 he no. Died no. In, oh. He died in the crusade. He didn't. That was Lucifer's. You know, Lucifer at the end of the game says to him, "I've got another. I've got another secret for you." And yeah. He, he makes him watch him get killed. 
So that whole part of him going home is fake. That that's all in his head. He didn't actually make it. He died across in where wherever the crusade took place. Okay, because I was gonna say, how do you line that up with the whole Beatrice thing at the house? Okay, all right. Okay. Oh oh yeah. Now that you met, maybe it was Virgil that showed it. I I can't remember now. But yeah, okay. Thank you for clearing that up. I wasn't quite sure. And Abby was asking all these questions of like, what's he doing? Why is he so not on? I I don't know. I need to watch. You know, normal kid stuff. Yeah, no, I I gathered it was his like, it was his his way of like sewing his cross to bear onto his skin. You know, like all the all the past that he'd done was gonna stay with him forever. And this was his, that was his like, I've done this because I'm righteous. And you know, that is, it is religion, very yeah. visually striking too. Like I really like the design part of that. That works for you. I guess, you know what, now that you mention it, I think you're absolutely correct because you go from the tutorial fighting on the walls of Antioch to right into the death fight. Yeah. And all that stuff at the house wasn't done in animation. So it wasn't the past. Yeah. Very good. eye, Luke. Thank you for that. Hmm. One of my notes here, and it was something Abby, I know I'm mentioning her a lot, but this is the first game we've ever really connected this hard over. Uh, her big problem was that, well, Dante's a jerk. Why do you care what happens to Dante? And I, you don't see very many games other than maybe God of War, where your main protagonist is this much of just an asshole, for lack of a better term. Like, Dante's really not a nice guy at all. No. And I th- I thought it was, I feel it was kind of cheap that he received absolutely no punishment for everything he did. Yeah, I mean, especially when you find out that his, his sister's brother, his best friend, took the heat for him and was executed for all of his misbehavings. And there's no, like, again, I just don't think that was delivered very well in the game. Um, no, no, no. That that was something they hid very late that I don't think they should have hid at all. Yeah. Um. I mean, there's that really nice scene where uh, Beatrice is talking to Dante right before you know he shows her her cross and is like, "You're right. I I do belong here. I deserve to be punished." And I don't know where all of a sudden you get from that to no, I'm a holy crusader again. It's like no, you you probably should have let him be punished otherwise it kind of undermines the whole point of this game my preference would have been for him to to admit to lucifer that yeah i am a bad person and i deserve to be here but instead of him relinquishing himself with his all the souls he collected he sacrifices himself to make sure that the, his friends and his family make it to heaven in his place and he's yeah, the that wasn't anime yeah. ass ending wasn't it yeah it just didn't make sense to me i think it would have been better if you know he stayed with lucifer and that was his that was his redemption was his redemption was to save his friends and his family i i, I also don't know how i feel about the sequel hook yeah that that was very that well i really out I of th- place yeah i kind of thought that was tying into the whole adam and eve thing because like what well, is you know they're in paradise you know so and, and he's it, already it, given a very similar thing to beatrice to to turner when he when he makes the apple uh yeah yeah the, it was a pomegranate 
Oh, but, yeah. <laughs> Pomegranates have the little seeds you eat, not apple stock. Please don't eat apples that way. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> but yeah, the whole thing is it turning into. I'm like, what was what was the point of that? That's you had a good and at least an ending that had closure, and then you're like, ah, ah, ah. But it's like, ah, oh, man. Um, Mike, did you have anything to say about this? Sorry, we've been cutting you off a bit. You know, I thought I thought it was going to end as just being that he he stays there, stays there for eternity, and that would be, you know, that's suitable enough punishment, I guess. Yeah, because I I think he's committed one of every sin. The mm-hmm. circles. Has he? I also, that's a, a good record. Well, let's see. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, you, you went, you shot the moon, dog. Good job, way to go. But yeah, he committed adultery. Uh, hold on. Uh, definitely ra- uh, violence. Definitely. Oh. Uh, anger. I don't know about greed. I guess greed would be the only one. Well, that that's the thing where it's his family that have done it. Where his his mo- his mother's um. God, why can't I never remember what that one's called? The, the suicide and um, the the father's greed and the friend is. Oh, what one does that stand for? But yeah, the ones the ones that he hasn't done himself are portrayed by his friends and family. Um. Uh. What are you talking about, Francesco? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I was. Uh, that yeah. was still. That was still. Um. That was violent. Still. Ah. Uh, okay. So, yeah, they they really stacked violence pretty hard in terms. I mean, something I don't like also, and, and this is I guess story related more than gameplay related, is I don't like how they start things with these historical figures that represent these sins because, well, you know, they were just that's what they committed. It was what they were known for throughout history, and then all of a sudden it's no, 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 no. This one's going to be a character we made up. It's like ah. Eh. I would have preferred if you kept with that, these are the epitome of this thing. Like, you know, this guy was the epitome of gluttony. You know, that kind of thing. I think they explained that halfway through. Doesn't doesn't Virgil say something along the lines of, this isn't, this isn't hell, this is your this hell. This is your hell? Yeah, that's what I meant. I don't like that approach to it. Because... Right. Because if that's the case, then, you know, some of those bosses, like, why does... He, why does lust matter to him? Like that should have been the um, the woman that he cheated on Beatrice with, not some historical figure. Yeah, that would have been a much better. Yeah, totally. And uh, yeah, I can get down for it. this. Isn't the hell? This is your personal hell. That that's a, a yeah. nice twist too. It's just they kind of flip flopped back. Like Mark Anthony. Why is Mark Anthony in here? That's just weird. Like he has nothing to do with Dante. But and that's you know, that's fine. Whatever. It's quite an odd one in the case of the adultery, though, because it, I mean, it, you never get really any sign that he's he's too bothered about it. That's kind of just. There were a few times where he's like, "Look, I know I made a mistake. I can't change that now." But he never really felt too repentant about most of the things that he did that were terrible. Yeah, it's really, really and I, quite quite odd. I Is wonder that a if that of it or. Um, well, that's you, what I'm wondering. You, I'm wondering if they want to have a, a main character that's kind of Kratos-like. I'm like, I'll, I'll kill you. I don't care. And, but you needed a repentant character for the story, so they're kind of in this weird middle ground. Hmm. Yeah, there's, there's just too many misbeats, I think. There's, like, it would have been great to, have, like, even if he just spoke to himself, like, hear his own thoughts on 
on what was going on or like his shock or or what the afterlife actually is and i mean a big part of it is he thought that his crusade regardless of what he'd actually done was still holy because he'd been abolished but not no, they no, don't... not abolished that that's like slavery you abolish slavery. Uh, it's uh, absolved <laughs> absolved sorry <laughs> yeah um, which yeah they, they, which, they I never think that's a really that. good hook because that really did happen like history wise and you know i mean depending on what religion you are you either believe that or you don't but that's a really good hook for no 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 that guy that absolved you was just as corrupt as you yeah it's like oh that's a that's a good that's a good twist one thing i'm always very interested in again because of my upbringing sorry uh is how video games portray satan um i always find that <laughs> very interesting right some of them have a huge donger some of them don't uh castlevania a bit of a coward when it comes to satan and the donger but uh not not this one hmm. and i really like how towards the end i mean because okay uh religious wise uh satan is a trickster he's a conniver he, you know that kind of thing he's not like an all-powerful buff dude he's kind of a weasley guy right in terms of uh religion and the way they have him at the end start trying to make deals I like that. That was a very nice touch. Like yeah. overall, I really appreciate the way Satan was. At first, he was very taunting and just kind of, you know, rubbing Dante's face in it. And then towards the end, he's trying to make deals. He's trying to, you know, wheedle his way out of the situation. And I really liked that. I almost got the feeling he was trying to corrupt him rather than kill him. It was more like trying to turn him into an ally than a hmm. than an enemy. And it was it was a game. Yeah, I mean, I mean, to be fair, you don't. I'm sure you probably don't get as many good candidates for a sidekick as Dante when you're Satan. <laughs> it's like, well, you've done it all, dude. You're the best. <laughs> um, other than I, I don't have too many other things about the story that really. Well, how does me. how do you find it as in terms of? I mean, you you've you've read the original Divine Comedy, and that how, how does it how does it seem to? You know, tally up against it. What do you think the key key differences? Uh, okay. Or well, okay. So so here here's here's this uh, a sticky wicket when it comes to the original Divine Comedy. Uh, in its time, everything I've read has said it was not very well regarded. It was it was kind of thrown as pulpy trash, and that's right. mainly because the guy who wrote it, Dante Alighieri, uh, all these people in the game that you see as historical figures they were all current day critics of his works in the actual poem. Hmm. So this was more seen as a, aha ha, I'm getting back at all the critics. You know, I'm going to write you in hell kind of thing. Um, yeah. In terms of how the story stacks up to the game, this is going to be kind of a weird thing to say, but I think the game makes Dante a more interesting protagonist. Cause in the poem, he is literally just a poet who is writing down what he sees uh, almost in a biblical fashion. There's also a very weird thing of in the, uh, in the book, because it's not a rhyming poem. It, it's like a long-form poem that doesn't rhyme. It's just in canticles. Okay. There's, um, there are a, a cohort of demons that harry Dante and Virgil. And why they weren't brought into the game at all, I don't know. They're perfect bosses, like, you know... You know them from Final Fantasy IV. It's Rubicante, Barbarizia, Cagnazzo, and Scarmiglione. 
they're, they've been video game bosses before, why aren't they here? There's, there's odd things like that, but overall, I, I think they, I can't say I prefer one over the other. Like, one is a thoughtful, introspective piece on religion and yourself and things you work out, like, what do you think about this? And the other one is, this is a cool story. So it's very hard for me to be, you know, like, I prefer one or the other. Video game hmm. Dante is a lot more interesting than story Dante. I'll give it that. Okay. Because, you know, it's not a guy just writing about people who said his work stinks. <laughs> so, I mean, would there be any of the sort of time periods this could be based in that you think it might be might be more suitable? Do you think? I mean, sounds quite a quite a prime sort of era to put it into, I guess. To be honest, I'm surprised, A, the Crusades don't play into more games, and B, mm. this story hasn't been redone, because the whole idea of, no, I'm going to go through hell to get my girlfriend back, is a very video game story, right? Yeah, and you've already mentioned Splathouse a couple of times in this episode. <laughs> but no, 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 because see, in that, she becomes the monster, so it doesn't really work too well. Poor mm. Jake, I mean... I mean, I think Jake could take Dante in a fight, but you know, I this is this is apples and oranges we're talking about here. No, but like uh, when I was looking through it, I, I can only see a very very small amount of games, and they're mostly PC games that take place in like the Crusades. And I think that's a very good natural. There was a lot of conflict going on, and there's not. It's kind of a moral gray area that works very well in games, but that I don't see it very often. So, um, well, I'm sorry I ranted so much, but as you can see, we don't, we don't really have a lot to talk about with the story. The story is good. Uh, like Luke said, I, it's one of the better parts of this thing. Uh, the way they handled it, you think they botched it a little bit. Yeah, definitely. But um, I've never seen the animated movie myself, mainly because I, I don't like this style of anime. Tid works. Animated works. Because it's not really anime. It reminds me of anime because it's like 15 seconds with four frames of animation. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of the Matrix like animation stuff. Oh, the like Animatrix stuff? Yeah, same sort of art style. Hmm. Yeah, okay. I guess we could get to some sour points um, or some damning points. <laughs> hmm. uh, one of the things I tired of very quickly was something we touched on, and that is the God of War style minigames. Now... That's weird for me because the God of War style minigames work for me in God of War. They don't really work for yeah, me here. Yeah. Like, you remember the um, the sequence where the big hulking brute comes out and you got to kill the rider and then you take over it? Mm -hmm. That was the same buttons every time. So after the first time, it's like, oh, it's XYB, you know, whatever. But it still bugged me every time. Did the quick time events bother you yeah, guys at all? Yeah, I, I found, like, the, the one that was really bugging me was the... the the door opening um one where you, you'd run up to a door and it had like a gargoyle yeah. you'd throw in your spear and then have to tap circle a heap of times. Nope, it was. But I don't it know is. if this it's was just on the PlayStation 3. I don't remember it happening on the 360. But but yeah, it seems to like it, like half the time it would bug out and then you'd have to do it again. Like it would get caught in another animation and all of a sudden you wouldn't open the, the door. The only reason why I didn't bring um, that one up is I wonder if that's loading. Uh, good point, yeah. Because this was pretty seamless in that you didn't see a load screen unless you died. Mm. 
So I'm wondering if they pulled that whole Metroid Prime thing where, no, the doors are actually just loading. It's not that we designed slow doors kind of thing. So that one I kind of went, oh, okay, that's fair. I still don't like having to push a button a whole bunch of times for no reason, but that's the only thing I could think of there. Um, the big one that Luke brought up and then edited it out was the pacing of this game, right? Yeah, it's all over the shop. Like, I think the biggest example of it is that they um there's like 30 collectibles like Beatrice coins or something and at the last okay hold on hold on it's history lesson time lukey okay. boy <laughs> that that's not just 30 coins man that's the 30 pieces of silver that Judas betrayed Christ for oh i that's that's Ooh. an important thing right okay well my my sunday my sunday school lessons never made it to that <laughs> bit, so i'm sorry <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, like by the last two or three levels, they were basically just like, oh, there's one, and um, there's one there, and we're not even going to bother hiding this yeah, one. Yeah, I noticed that too. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the first one, okay, so I got to drop down to this ledge, go over it. Oh, here's a little alcove. Oh, good, it's a Judas coin. And the last one, it's like, uh, here's four in a row. <laughs> we didn't know where to put them, just take them. Um, you also brought up the uh, the boss pacing, and I think this is something that kind of does wreck the overall, what I would give, like, a score of the game. Yeah. Because in the first couple areas, there's, like, you know, there's Minos, and then there's Samaramis, and then there's a bunch of mid-boss fights, and then it's just kind of nothing. Yeah, it's almost like somebody went through it in the testing phase and went, guys, this game's finished in two hours. Like, what are you doing? Oh, don't worry about that. We'll pad it out. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a bit odd, and to be honest, it, it kind of makes the game drag quite a lot i think it there's too much reliance on the same puzzles like if they had paced it out a little bit better and had it like a similar sort of timing between like puzzle and combat then boss rather than at the start it's like three or four bosses and then there's almost like an hour maybe two hours the game's not very long in total i think you did it in four and a half Dave. no i yeah. mean I'm, I'm up at six or seven hours and i'm just coming to the last boss um yeah, you're literally right at the end of the devil dick. <laughs> that head is about to hit you right in the oh, face. Oh, yeah. Um, what? Uh, Mike, what, what do you feel about the pacing of this? Yeah, I did I did a lot of looking into reviews around this game because I, I thought, I'll find out. Of, you know, when I, when I first looked at the game, I sort of thought, sort of got fair reviews, but I, I'll probably give it a miss for the moment. But, but looking back at all the reviews and things, a lot of them were saying, oh the first third's really good and then it goes really bad and then the last bit's really bad and i was like going oh my god this isn't very this isn't much praise coming from anyone and then uh, some people are even saying oh well these these certain monsters shouldn't be appearing in certain other rings and blah 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 and there's a lot of weird arguments going on about this game when it released but but for me what i found was like yeah it started off really well and visually i don't think enough kept happening as he went through the ranks, I wasn't bothered about the the enemy varieties and things like that. But oh, I was. But we'll get into that. But I did find that sort of, uh, it just sort of, you know, it, it felt going into the game. The first three, two, three hours, I was like going, "Oh my word!" You know, I've really, I've really slept on this. I really need to pay more attention to this game. And it felt like after about two or three hours, it did sort of slow down. I felt I was, you know doing a lot of the same stuff and it's like it just started exposing more of the game's weaknesses as it, as it went on because i was like oh so this is probably the same combo i'm going to be doing for the next 
two, three hours now. <laughs> and I thought, you know, after three or four hours, I'm, I'm getting a bit bored of these. And the game itself continued to be all right, generally. It's just there wasn't as much happening around the middle of it as I as I thought it could potentially sort of blossom into. Mm. So I was a bit disappointed by, you know, it seemed like they sort of scaled it back a bit after a while and sort of just went, let's show you a really long opening animation for a door which is unskippable and you'd be like oh my god <laughs> um yeah, what it brought to mind for me was horizon and uh the whole oh well all the side quests we put the b and c teams on and we focused on it seems like the a team did that first couple and i know you don't make games sequentially but I think what that, it felt I like i think i did read something about that was the I, you left correct me on this, but I'm sure I read an article that said something along those lines at some point. But I think that applies because, to Ubisoft, doesn't it? If I remember right, um, I know Ubisoft does that quite a bit. And well, Guerrilla Games just flat out said this was our strategy for Horizon. But mm. once you got past, I want to say it was greed. Once you got yeah. past greed, it felt like a lot of open nothing. And then right before the end, boss. Oh, we're just we we got nothing. Uh here, do a bunch of combat trials. I, I guess that'll work for mm. the ring of treachery for some reason. Um But uh I guess uh, on the enemy front, Mike, like what you said was I I going back to this, I'm kind of very disappointed because each ring has very strong theming, right? Right. And they could have done a lot with this, like on the violence level. You could have done something fun, like your health continually drains unless you're killing people. Or on the greed, you could have, like, you can rack up a bunch of experience points, but if you stay too long, then you die. You could have had some really cool themes going with each of these. And instead, uh, I would say, what, probably as early as after Lust, everything kind of looked samey. It's like, oh, there's a bunch of faces in the walls. Uh, we'll have a boiling river of blood or gold, maybe. Hmm. A, a, a lot of it, like, um, things like the river sticks were cool because, you know, that that's a very evocative image of, oh, hey, it's a sticky river where people, yeah, that's cool. But for the most part, I don't think they did much in terms of uh, incorporating the theme into the game. And well, the enemies... As, as a man oh, who's just purchased Soul Calibur Six and has been playing modifier mode on Mortal Kombat 10, I can see that you've probably been playing similar games to me recently, Dave, but yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I platinum Soul Calibur Six a while ago, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, and, and to your point on the enemies, no, that generally doesn't bother me in terms of, like, something like God of War or Castlevania, where, oh, well, Castlevania, most things are going to be, like, monsters, like universal monsters, wolfmen, vampires, skeletons, yeah, that's cool. That's fine. You throw them anywhere, they fit pretty good. God of War, it's like, as long as you have a Minotaur, maybe maybe some Cerberus dogs in there and a Gorgon, yeah, that's fine. But in this, each ring is supposed to tell a point, even to the point where you can talk to Virgil and he'll mm. tell you what the ring is about and what makes it different and why you're going here, things like that. But then, oh, I'm still fighting horned demon guys and greed demons okay that's just a little weird i think there is a lot more potential for what they could have been doing with these rings you're right you're right because i mean that was that was basically the key selling point of the game when it was first first being hyped and you're like thinking all oh, this you know when when i see a title of something pop up i'd be like 
like I can't I can't name them off but say like lust or something like that. I think that's <laughs> you know what this that could be going you know what lust, this reminds but... me of it reminds me of like the Star Wars prequels in the sense that like George Lucas was so attracted to the like ooh shiny or I'm gonna tell this bit of the story mm. in a comic or in a in an anime that I'm we're gonna do side by side or you know like there was so much other things going on like the marketing campaign and all these other bits i know it's probably Mm. different teams but for a limited budget it feels like had they actually gone and just focused on the game which you know as we're saying the start of it is great and then it kind of peters off and then gets it's not what we all expected and part of me thinks it probably would be a better experience to just watch all the cutscenes on youtube than it is to play the game just because it's such a muddled mess Hmm. And don't don't search for Dante's Peak instead by accident. <laughs> Dante's <laughs> erect peak. <laughs> hey, don't you dare, dare talk bad about my boy Brosnan, all right? <laughs> he is a gift from God to all mankind. Excuse me. Oh, he's always, um, always no, yeah, happy. like like uh, I think with um with with Charon, they worked very well. Oh, he's the ferryman. Oh, look, they made him into the boat. That's kind of cool. And then all the way up until, yeah, I think Lust, after you finish Lust, that's where the level playing, the gameplay playing into the theme is where it starts to peter mm-hmm. and and drop off. And then you're like, ah, well, that, oddly enough, that's also where the boss is. And I wonder if they're just like, look, we don't have enough time. We can either mm-hmm. finish the game or design more bosses. That's what it feels like for me. Like, you can tell, it almost felt like the end of a Monty Python movie. It's like, hey, you guys are running <laughs> yeah. out of money. And this is how I did it, isn't it's it? It's the same with the they story, bring it though. Back quick at the end, though, they they throw like three, almost three bosses back to back at the very end of the game. Yeah. If I remember right, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Well, the devil's got three phases, so okay, yeah, that, that's a that. I thought at least the end boss fight was. Oh, that's a pretty good. And I like how um, mechanically wise. <clears throat> Out of those three phases, there's one phase where whatever you chose, holy or unholy, works equally well. You know, you can burn them down pretty fast. And there's one phase where holy doesn't really work at all, and you have to use your unholy moves. And then there's a phase where holy works better than unholy. I like how they took that into account of which way do people play. You know, we'll make it three phases. It'll work for everybody. I really appreciated that. I thought that was really cool. Hmm. Uh, what about the other boss fights? Do you guys have any standouts for you guys? Okay, they're kind of weak, but but yeah, when he fights like his 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 dad. And... Yeah, I was gonna say that. One. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. I thought that one was kind of cool as well. Um, I, I like the way that each each boss represents. Uh, well, later on in the game, anyway. Like you know, he he fights his father. He comes across his mother, and like they're, they're all associated with different parts of hell. Um. The, the one thing I would say that I think they did a poor job on is explaining the story. Like, there's obviously a lot of backstory that's maybe in the anime, but, like, I I did feel like I was kind of... I was kind of losing the plot of it. I wasn't quite able to keep up. Or, you know, bits that should have been a shock, like the mother committing suicide and she's in um whatever stage of hell that's related to that. She's the boss for that, and that's a complete shock to Dante. Like that's that's clearly explained in the anime because there's a bit of a cutscene for it, and you gotta wonder would there have been a bit more shock value had that been explained in the yeah, game? Yeah, that's kind of just 
dropped in your lap of like, oh yeah, this is a thing. You guys keep on saying that the story dies at Lost. I think the story, I think that the, the 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 gameplay and the story died just after the explanation of the babies when the first time you introduce them, you've got that like guide figure who you meet at the start. Of, Virgil. Yeah, he, he'll he'll explain what's going on at the start of each area. But he kind of disappears for a good chunk of the game. He's quite active until you... And, like, the last time I, I seem to notice him explaining the game was just after you met the babies and you kill them and he's like, oh, these are these are what these babies are. And But that felt like that would have been the best introduction to the story or keeping that up. But he just kind of fades well, out. Okay, I was curious about this because, again, I know the story, so I didn't need that explanation. Uh, I did notice, too, though, that when you talk to Virgil, you'll have that one thing where he's like, and these are the souls that are doomed to to, to, to make sneakers for all eternity. And you're like, okay, thank you, and you walk away. If you turn back and talk to him again, he goes into more depth about the story and the, the circle uh, hell you're wasted. in. Yeah, that's it was a like, wasted beat. I knew nothing about that. Yeah, why don't you just have one long spiel? You're, you know, it, it, it's fine. But yeah, you actually have to talk to him sometimes. I think it's four times before he's like, "Okay, I, I'm done saying what I'm doing." I, I, I that's really poor game design because I think the story is the most interesting part of this game. Yeah. Okay. I was curious how you guys would feel about it. Just, just on a very brief, quick note, uh, Virgil is he a is he a character actually in the the Divine Comedy? Uh he was a real person too. Yeah, he was a poet. <laughs> Oh, it's just I found it odd that one of the games I was thinking of when I when I played this was um the Darksiders games, and isn't that made by a company called Virgil? If I remember right. No, that's Vigil. Oh, Vigil. Oh shit. Although, although <laughs> Cut that. it that took <laughs> it. No, no, keep that in. It took my daughter approximately half the game to realize Dante and Virgil. Hey, aren't those the guys from? De-? And like, yes. She's like, oh, oh, fuck. oh. I, I just picked up on that. Oh, man. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes, that's, that's why they're called Dante and Virgil. Mm. Anyway. Okay, sure. So, um, I came into this not expecting much. I was never hyped for the game initially. Well, I was kind of hyped, but not really enough to, to get on board with it. Coming, coming to it now, uh, initially... It had me thinking, wow, I've really, really missed out on a classic here. Um, as it went on, it sort of tired itself out, sadly. I thought, um, I know we've not, I know we've, I think there might be a point of confusion here with the anime, animated sections. And I thought, generally, they were, they were sort of okay. Um, I kind of, I kind of enjoyed, enjoyed the, the flow of the game for some parts, but then later it just lost it for me. Uh, combat initially struck me as as you know quite quite a good part of the game, and essentially it sort of petered out for me. I think sort of towards the end, and I was, I was getting a little bit bored of it. Um, and then you saw Devil redeemed. Dick. It, it was redeemed by a, a, a penis, yes. But <laughs> uh, I will say from that, you know, uh, I. I didn't continue on. I didn't try any of the... I think there's challenge modes and things that, that open. Yeah, you, it's like the God of War uh, trials. You know, hey, kill everybody without touching the ground, or, you know, you got 10 seconds, kill her, those kind of things. Mm, and, I, and I was quite curious, but I sort of... You know, I, I got there in the end, and I sort of... I liked it. I liked it a lot more, and, and you know, I, I don't think I ever gave 
you know, Visceral Games enough credit for what they did. I think they, they actually put some decent games out there. And, you know, I'm going to take back all my quotes about <laughs> RIP to them, etc. You know, I think I think they did, they did a good job with what must have been quite a quite a tricky sort of property to to develop for because there's always going to be a lot of people who you know in in gaming circles there's always a quite a few people who, who mention about divine comedy and sort of you know they'll, they'll 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 put huge fred posts on about it which i'll never read and <laughs> <laughs> you know you, you got to respect them for trying to tackle something um i like it you know i like it yeah yeah I've, i'm not going to play it again but I am I am genuinely quite glad that I I did finally play it in the end and you know I think if you've still got it especially if you've got games of gold I think it's something that that's worth returning to just to just try out and it's it's you know it's brief enough it's a it's a good good solid game to play through. All right, um, your question, sir, is is there a great work of literature that you would like to see adapted to a video game? Um, apart from the. <laughs> Apart from the A to Z of of the UK, um, I probably <laughs> like <choose>. the roadmap. <laughs> what's know, hot? You know, what's I'd not? Like, I'd, I'd like James James Herbert's The Rats to be made into a game because I always found that terrifying and I thought it was pretty cool. But it's not. I, it's not by any stretch a masterpiece of literature. I wouldn't imagine. That doesn't matter. Bleh. All right. Okay. That's a good answer. Uh, Luke, you're up. I didn't expect much of this game when I first played it and was like really really enjoyed it and I was a bit nervous about going back to play for play it again because it's has it aged well um yeah and I'm kind of I kind of wish I hadn't gone back to play it like as I say I, I think I would have preferred just watching a YouTube video I don't think mechanically it's stood up very well there are better games to play it's a bit of a muddled mess but there's something really, really cool about the story. I think, as Dave said earlier, it's a it's a theme you don't normally get to touch. There's, you know, it's got some really cool concepts. And, um, yeah, it's worth playing if you've not played before, perhaps. But don't go and expect a lot. Maybe watch it on YouTube. I'm kind of interested in going and watching the anime, actually, and see if that gives a bit more detail on the story. You could read and the book! I could, but you know, fuck that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your honesty, sir. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we've covered it pretty well. It's, I, I mean, I would give it if I was to give it a score. I think I'd give it six to seven out of ten, and that's fine. I think for the amount of time you put into it, that that's probably one of its saving grace. It's not a, a game that dragged it on for so long that it became unbearable. You can finish it in probably one or two settings, which is which is quite good nowadays, I think. So yeah, uh, thanks for the pick, Dave. Ah, no problem. Uh, what is your your choice for something you'd like to see adapted? I don't know. I haven't read that many books. <laughs> 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 what about... Uh, the Sunday school books we used to get, you know, those like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the little pamphlets, sure, yeah. sure, well, yeah. <laughs> okay, all right, that's perfectly fair. Um, you heard it here first. Luke says books are for nerds. You nerd? No, 
No, I, I'm just like super dyslexic. I don't enjoy reading. <laughs> okay, so um, I think I had the most to lose or gain coming back to this, and this was my pick. But like I said, it's in that weird dead zone with those three games where I'm not sure what to think about. Coming back to it, uh, it was really fun to do it with my daughter because this is what? a whole new <laughs> subject that I could totally pork her on. There, I figured I might as well finish the double entendre Jesus. there and start again. That. <laughs> okay. Okay. okay, so it was really fun to play this with my daughter watching because this is a whole new subject for her and she's never really seen anything like that. And she was asking me all these, these questions about it. And that was a lot of fun to do. I, I wouldn't recommend playing with your kid if they're not sufficiently mature enough, but that leads to the point that I have, which is it doesn't matter to me if it's good or it's bad. When you've played as many games as we have, just being unique is enough for me to take a look at you. And there is really no other game like this. Now, to Luke's point and to Mike's point, yeah, it does It does drag on. I, I can't say I would fully recommend this to somebody unless there were, you know, some givens. Like, oh, you read the book. You should see their interpretation or, you know, that kind of thing. Um, unlike Luke, I, I think this either should have been shorter or longer. You could have gone longer and expanded on each of the rings and make them more special than what they are. Right now, they feel like levels. Or you could have gone shorter and not done like what they did at the end with the, oh, for the Ring of Treachery, here, here's nine combat trials. Go have fun. That's all we got. You know, if you had to cut that out, that would have been fine. And you could have made the overall experience shorter and a little bit more memorable. With Mike, I, I agree. I like how they clearly delineated. If it's in-engine or CG, it's the present. If it's animated, it's the past. I like that. Now, I, I wish more games would do that. That's, an, that's a very easy way to signify when you're telling a, a story that takes place in present and past. But all that aside, where I really sit on it is I might play this game one more time before I die. You know, it might just be something that I feel like a mindless button masher with a cool skin on it. And what Mike said about uh, it being kind of related to David Jaffe really unlocked something. It feels like that. It feels like a David Jaffe Twisted Metal Black game. Where it's like, okay, that's a little weird, but yeah, it's cool. That kind of thing. So, I would say watch a trailer of it, actually. And if it's enough to pique your interest, it's enough to last at least the first couple of areas. And by that point, you'll get what this game is about. And if it interests you, fine. If not, then drop it. But it's like what a buck fifty now. Hmm. Um, as for my great works literature, I would say either I want Don Quixote or I want The Odyssey. I've never seen a game really good on The Odyssey. That, other than Ubisoft's like Assassin's Creed Odyssey or uh, Gods and Monsters coming up, maybe I don't know. I'll have to see where they go. But I would love something based on one of those two properties. How how would you make a how would you make a Don Quixote game? A Quixote? Well, I would get um, I would get uh, <laughs> what's his name? Oh no, no, I'm blanking on the guy's name. Terry Gilliam to direct it, so it'll never happen. I would say we get Bob Hoskins as the lead, and uh, that means it'll never ever happen. But um, it would just be a flash game where you joust windmills for four hours. 
And then you mm. get a cutscene saying it was all a dream. There we go. I just designed my Don Quixote game. Go make it for me. <laughs> uh, okay, so we're going to do a brief episode on the story. Uh, we don't know how much we're going to get out of it, like I said. So we may tack it on right after this, or we may not. But either way, um, Luke. Yo. Tell them how they can get a hold of us. Um, you pick up the phone. One eight hundred. Yeah, we're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Just search for the Bit Effect. You can all. Bleh. You can also email us at thebiteffect at gmail.com and we have our own website which is thebiteffect.co.uk or .com, wherever you prefer, where you can Oh, we have a UK? Oh, we got both. Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. That's uh, awesome. I'm uh, going no, to the UK right. one now. Oh, oh fancy. It might redirect <laughs> you back to the, the American one. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, you can go there, you can see our faces, you can listen to the episodes, you can suggest an episode, you can leave us feedback. There's loads of stuff to do, which, to be honest, I wouldn't fucking do it. But yeah, thank you, <laughs> bye. Um, Now, normally this is Craig's jam, but do we know what's next? I can get it up. Oh, Well, good. I'm glad, but I need to know about the game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just digging out my, my but Demus. Zing. <laughs> my I, Demus. I did actually call it Quick Quicks Out in the past uh, because I, I had no idea. Oh, so did I as a kid. It. Yeah, it was always Don Quicksody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our schedule upcoming is Splatterhouse. What console did that come out on? The Mega Drive? Everything came out on the Mega Drive, TurboGrafx 16, arcade boards, everything. Mm-hmm. Right. And then following that, we'll be doing Castlevania 4. And then after that, it'll be Bloodstained. Oh, I thought they were combined. I thought it was a combo. Yeah, but, yeah, but it's one week Castlevania, one week uh. Bloodstained. Like, we're not doing a two-parter. Okay. We're splitting it. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, if you're like me and Mike, and um, for some reason you haven't played Bloodstained, but you've been really looking forward to it, uh, let us know. Hit us up on those forums or just shout us a message what you thought about Bloodstain or do you think it compares to Castlevania 4 or all that nonsense. Anyway, uh, gentlemen, say goodnight. 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 <laughs> and we will catch you next time. So see you later. <laughs>